0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 247 of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed Tara's episode on Tuesday. If you haven't already listened to that, I could not recommend you going back and listening to Tara Jones' episode 246 enough. Golly, she's inspiring. I just cannot believe all that she has been through and the amount of perspective and wisdom and joy that she finds in the everyday. It really touched my heart, and I hope that it resonated with you as well. Today we have a great episode for all those postpartum mamas out there, and as Catherine Middlebrooks, my guest, would say, postpartum means any time after you have a baby. It's not the first six weeks it's not the first nine months after you have a baby it is forever once you have had a baby your anatomy changes and your workouts need to reflect that so today Catherine is going to share with us about brb yoga the program that she has created in order to help postpartum moms to feel healthy and strong again i can't wait for you to hear about her family and about her perspective on rebuilding your core and your pelvic floor you're gonna get some great tips today and i hope that you enjoy this practical episode with Catherine middlebrooks all right, I want to welcome Catherine Middlebrooks to the show. Hi, Katherine. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Where am I speaking to you from today?
1: Today, I am actually in Moab, Utah. Mm.
0: I'm coming
1: to you from a co-working space, actually, which is glorious and quiet and has really good internet.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Are you on vacation or where, where do you normally live?
1: So we live in an RV, and we travel around the country. So okay. good internet what? and nice co-working space is a very nice thing for me. Um, yeah, so we, my family and I, we've uh, it's almost been a year that we've been traveling through the United States.
0: Okay, and what prompted that type of adventure? We
1: had been building a business for a, quite a few years, and basically we got it to a point where we, you know, when we started it, we said, well, we want freedom. We want to be able to go where we want, spend more time with family, do all of these things that we couldn't do when we were working uh, traditional nine to five jobs. And so we got to a point where the business had grown to a point where it would allow us to do that, but we didn't really know where we wanted to go. (laughs) We -hmm. were living in Nashville at the time. We didn't want to stay there. And so we said, well, why don't we kind of Take some time and just shop the country and see what places we love and where we would eventually want to settle down and spend extra time with family, so that's what we've been doing.
0: Wow, that is so awesome and so have you been back to your home base of Nashville since you took <laughs> off?
1: You know we did one time okay, and it was it was too soon we said really. That we went back about three months after we started. Mainly we had, our kids needed shots and it was so much easier to go to their uh-huh. old doctor than to find a new doctor somewhere. So we went back there and it was just yeah, it felt like we hadn't really been gone at all. And when we left we were ready to go. So being back there again felt a little bit weird. We were like, I think we needed more time <laughs> before we returned.
0: That is so fascinating. And so what age are your kids? Five and three five and three. And so some people might think when you embarked at four and two years old last year, like, uh, that's a lot of togetherness. That's a lot of, uh, close knit time. Right. And how has it kind of unfolded for you and what, what has transpired for your family as a whole?
1: Yeah. Well, they would be right. Yeah, It is a lot of time together. Um, so it has been a really interesting journey because I do think when you, Think about this sort of uh, uh, an adventure. It's really easier. At least this is my personality. I think I tend to focus on all the awesome things about it, and I don't necessarily think about all of the hard parts that are going to be involved. And and honestly, the first few months were a huge transition for all of us. My husband had left his. He had just left his job, so he was used to being gone from us all day. To mm-hmm. then now being in a small space with us all day. Uh, My two-year-old went from sleeping in a crib to sleeping in a bunk bed with his older sister above him before they had been in separate rooms. So he stopped napping altogether. And we just had to balance, uh, learn how to balance family time plus for the adults, giving the adults time to themselves and time to work. And so it was um, a much bigger transition than I think I anticipated. But with a lot of kind of trial and error and experimentation and figuring out what schedule works best for all of us, I think we've gotten to a really good place now where it almost feels like we're able to combine kind of the good parts of vacation, right? Where Mm -hmm. every week we're really doing really awesome, we're going to beautiful places, national parks, and seeing really cool stuff, Um, but be able to do that while also um, continuing to grow a business and homeschooling my five-year-old. And so we're we're finally figuring out how to really fit all of our priorities into the time we have while still honoring the the needs that we have for our personal time. Does I, that answer yeah, your question? No, it does. It's a complicated and I I, I question. do love
0: that approach. And I think sometimes there are things where you're about to embark on something and you need to think through certain aspects of it ahead of time to prepare for those things and you know, have certain conversations or put certain things in place to kind of mitigate any additional challenges that may arise from those things. But then there's also an element of you kind of just need to see how things unfold. And maybe the yes. things you thought would be a big deal aren't a big deal. And then there's certain things like maybe the laundry is a much bigger deal than you thought it would be. Or, you know, I don't know what it is for you, but but I'm proud of you for taking this adventure. Amazing. Hey everyone, I just want to interrupt real quick this episode to tell you about our new sponsor, which is Daily Burn. Daily Burn is an online fitness program you can actually stick with and get results that last. I love the convenience of Daily Burn because as a mom of three little boys, especially in the summer months, I have no time to get to the gym and no freedom and flexibility. With Daily Burn, you can access thousands of videos online for any level, any type of workout and you need very little equipment which makes Daily Burn a very affordable option as well. So if you visit dailyburn.com/emp today, you can start your free 30-day trial. That's dailyburn.com/emp. dailyburn.com/emp. And if you give one of these workouts a try, let me know. Let me know your favorites. I'm really enjoying the yoga and Pilates options. And they have a live class every morning, which is really fun to do too. So check out Daily Burn, and I hope that it can really help you get your health back on track. Let's get back to it with Catherine. Right. No, I
1: think, I think that personality quirk of myself where I only think about what the good things are going to be yeah. before I do it really helps me jump into things.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I totally get that. I do. I do. And I am really hoping – we're recording this before summer starts, but as this airs in the summer, I'm hoping this summer to be a little bit more adventurous for our family. We have an 8-, 6-, and 2-year-old. And so I still feel like we're kind of – Just getting out of that, you know, nap time Mm -hmm. schedule, everything kind of bound to home type thing. And I just really want to start making more memories outside of the home. And and be willing to face any challenges that come from, you know, being on the road or doing car trips or experiencing new things. And and also another change is that my husband is transitioning jobs, so he's going to be home a lot over the summer. And I am really nervous about all the togetherness. (laughs) But it can be be a really beautiful thing, and we'll kind of just take it as it goes, I think.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I think that – I mean, I really think that – Especially when you are working with, you know, you have five different personalities yes. that you're dealing with. It really is about experimentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, I mean, it really was like we we started with one schedule for the day where we would, like, break up the day into two parts. And, you know, my husband would be on kid duty in the morning and then I would be on kid duty in the afternoon and we'd swap and that just wasn't working. And then we would take like full days and that sometimes was working and right. We've just tried all of the different configurations until we've found this flow and this rhythm that, that works. And I think that that's, that's such a great approach. And I love, I mean, I really, I encourage you to definitely start those out of home adventures because, um, I think for my two year old, that was who I was most concerned about too, because I with like my oldest, I was militant about nap times and all of that stuff. And uh and I will say, yes, my two year old gets very tired by the end of the day, but he is also now just he goes with the flow so much easier because you know, he we've trained him to.
0: Mm-hmm. So they
1: really do adapt to the life that you you create around them, I think.
0: I love that. I love that. What a special time for your family. How long do you expect to continue living this way?
1: Uh, That's a good question. We didn't set a time limit initially because when we started doing research about it, we read about a lot of people who would say, I'm going to do it for a year. And then they would rush and try to get everywhere Mm -hmm. in a year. And we knew that that just wasn't going to work for us. So we wanted to give ourselves more time. Um, We're coming up on a year. I think it will probably be, I don't know, maybe one more year or so before we settle down.
0: Oh cool. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very fun. Are you documenting your journey? Is there anywhere we can follow you online to watch this uh, unfold?
1: I am not documenting it well. I've been starting to put a little bit more on Instagram on uh-huh. uh, my BRB Yoga account, but um I'm just not good at it. There because there's so much other stuff going on. We kind of keep sure. a little journal internally. My husband has we like every place we go at the end, we kind of sit down as a family and we say what we did, what we our favorite parts were, what we liked about it. Um, but we haven't put that anywhere publicly.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure people would love to follow along. But yeah, if it takes time away from you living in the moment and being present for this experience, then yeah, yeah that's not a priority for sure. <laughs> right. right, Well, another passion of yours that I'm really excited to learn more about is, and especially on the go, you don't have a home gym that you're reporting to every day is fitness. And you are the founder of BRB Yoga. Tell me about your yoga program and how that got started and what that experience is like.
1: Yes. So uh, BRB Yoga is specifically designed for moms. So it's really my mission with all of the work that I do is to help moms rebuild their post-baby bodies so that they can be healthy, and fit enough to do all of the things that they want to do in life. So I have one program that is Heal Your Core with Yoga, and that's specifically designed to help women use yoga to rebuild their core and pelvic floor uh, with yoga. And I'm actually about to release a hip course as well that's focused on rebalancing all the muscles of the hip joints. Because when it comes down to it, when you talk to women who have had babies, there's a lot of muscular imbalances that happen as a result of pregnancy. And we don't give postpartum women good information. Often we're just like, hey, you had a baby. It's been six weeks. You can go do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you did before. Um, and often that really doesn't serve women, right? We have these huge muscular imbalances and then they start going back to things like CrossFit or an intense yoga practice. And it it ends up exacerbating all of those imbalances that pregnancy created. So my approach really is that we need to address the muscular imbalances that pregnancy created. We need to bring the body back into balance so that everything's working the way it needs to. The right muscles are working and the right muscles are doing the right jobs so that when you do want to go on that five-mile hike or go to that yoga class – you aren't thinking about, can my body do this without it hurting?
0: Mm. Yeah. And does it vary, let's say you get to the six-week mark postpartum, does it vary the type of exercise that women can resume? Does it matter if you worked out during pregnancy? Are there different types of injuries or imbalances that occur? What have you seen with the people that you've worked with? Right. So,
1: So there are very typical patterns regardless of whether or not you were very active during pregnancy. And I. this is something I wish I had known during my first pregnancy because I had a really good, it was like textbook, everything went well. I was super active during the pregnancy. I was running until like 32 weeks pregnant, doing yoga, all of that stuff. Um, but the reality is you're growing a baby. You're mm-hmm. growing a giant person in your belly. And so the core muscles have to get weak to make room that baby to grow. The core and the pelvic floor get weak. And so because of that weakness, there's a lot of compensations that happen. So the hip muscles get tight, the back muscles get tight. um, And those are doing that to help protect the body, to keep the body safe and stable. And so even if you have been really active during pregnancy, actually, sometimes when you, I find that the people who were most active are often the ones who get into trouble postpartum because if you have been active and then you get to six weeks and your doctor says, sure, go ahead, do whatever you did before. um, Those people are often the ones who are like, awesome. I'm going to go run Mm -hmm. three miles, like right out the door. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes, their arms are strong. Their legs are strong because they've been active through their whole pregnancy But no matter what, because you had a baby that is now no longer in there, your core is weak. And so it really requires, you're really in a very vulnerable sort of uh, compromised state for at least the first four months postpartum just because of the muscular changes, the hormones, and all of that. So. Whether you were super active, whether you on, were on bed rest, you want to at least take those first four months and think of it as a time to rehabilitate your body. You don't want to go run super fast, super long distances until you've gotten those muscles back into balance.
0: Okay, how do I do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. So the first thing, and it's so simple because, and I love this as the advice because it's something new moms can easily do, you've got to get your breathing system working right. A lot of women um, in pregnancy, right, the baby is pushing up against the diaphragm, which is that big muscle that drops down underneath the ribs to allow us to breathe. Well, the baby is pushing up onto it, so that muscle stops working well during pregnancy, and it often stays like that system isn't working very well in Mm -hmm. the postpartum period. So the first thing to do is just really work on getting deep breathing patterns back into your body. The diaphragm muscularly is connected to the core muscles and the pelvic floor muscles. So every deep breath you're taking gives a little natural boost to the core and the pelvic floor. So that is always the place to start and it's what you can do. You can do that like day one after you have the baby. You can just start working on that deep breathing. Not only is it gonna get the muscle tone coming back, But it's also going to help you reduce your stress levels, right, which is what we all need Uh as new moms. Um, And it's going to just help bring your whole body to a state of calm.
0: So that's good too. So is there any type of tips you have for that breathing? Let's say that, yeah, I'm a few days postpartum and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to think about breathing again. Is it Uh just simply slowing down and being aware of the breath and breathing deeply? Or do you have any tips for that?
1: Yeah. No, it's a little bit more than that. So, so, um, a good way to do it. It's a little harder. I'll talk through it, but it would be good to see it probably. If you lay on your side and then you bring your hand onto your rib cage, when you breathe in, what you want to do is feel that as you inhale, you're actually inflating the ribs in all directions, Mm. right? So if you're laying on your left side, you'd have your right hand on your right rib cage. And when you breathe in, you want to feel that the ribs move front. They lift up into your hand and they move into the back body as well. For a lot of women, after they have their baby, they will have a, a, that won't happen. They won't have the mobility in their back muscles to get any movement there. They'll Mm. find that maybe all the breath is going into their belly or it's only going into the front of their ribs, or they're lifting their shoulders up and that's how they're breathing. And those are just normal compensation patterns that crop up during pregnancy. So you really just wanna work to get The whole rib cage moving while you're breathing. And that's really gonna help all of those muscles of the rib cage start to open up, get the diaphragm working well, which will get the core working well. And then you'd wanna flip over on the other side too, because sometimes one side is tighter than the other. So you wanna make sure that you're balancing out the two.
0: Okay. Okay, so I've started my breathing, I'm focusing on that. Anything else to work on pre that, in that first four month phase?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you don't need to just be afraid of movement. I don't want mm-hmm. anybody to be afraid of movement, but you just want to be really mindful of the things you're doing. So you start with the breathing, and then you also start integrating some mindful core engagement. Um, and you use, once you've got the breath down, you can really use your breath practice as a way to find this engagement. So I like to cue it really in the same position. You're lying on your side. And then you take that big breath in. You try and find that expansion through all of the ribs, all the directions of the ribs. And then when you exhale, you want to just imagine a lifting of the pelvic floor at the beginning of the exhale. And as you breathe out that lift, right, you start by lifting the pelvic floor and then you gently engage the low belly, the mid belly and the upper belly through the whole long exhale. Mm. So What you're doing then is the inhale is dropping the diaphragm down, opening the ribs, and then as you exhale, the pelvic floor lifts up and you bring this engagement from the bottom of the belly upwards. And you're just, that is going to help you wake up the deepest muscles of the core, the transverse abdominis, and those are your corset muscles. They're the muscles that bring the abdominal muscles back together after pregnancy, Um, and they work in tandem with the breath. So when, when you breathe out and the diaphragm lifts up, they're going to naturally engage. So you want to do it on the exhale to work with the system.
0: Okay. And then does it, yes, I do. I, that makes such sense. And does it differ if I've had a C-section?
1: It doesn't matter. No, um, whether you've had a C-section or a vaginal delivery, the the compensations in the body are still going to be very similar. Your core muscles will be weak, your pelvic floor muscles. Some people think if you have a C-section, your pelvic floor isn't going to be weak, but it is. It's just weak from the holding Pressure. the weight of the baby yeah. for so many months. Right. The only extra thing that I usually recommend for C-section moms is that you want to work to... Mobilize the scar. So this is called huh. C-section uh, massage. Basically, the scar massage. And all you do, if you you know, if you have a massage or if you have a, a scar, you take it in between your fingers and you start rolling the tissue in between your fingers, just to make sure that that top layer of skin where that scar is can freely move. Hmm. Because scar tissue is this, it's this living entity basically it almost has a mind of its own Mm -hmm. and if you don't keep it mobile it can actually penetrate down really deep into the deepest layers of your muscles in your abdomen and it can then prevent proper firing of the core muscles so just keeping it mobile keeping it from locking down can really help make sure that you're getting nice full engagement in the core
0: I love it. I love it. And so then how else does BRB Yoga differ? It's brbyoga.com, and so it's an online workout program. How else does it differ from other yogas? I love yoga personally. Um, It's given me so much more flexibility and strength and – it just relaxes me so much more than any other type of workout. It's a workout I actually enjoy. I can generally <laughs> say, like, if I'm going to work out, this is my go-to for when I just want to feel like I'm taking care of myself versus, like, yes. I feel like I have to work out. That's mm-hmm. kind of my go-to. So how else does it differ? Well, so – um
1: I love, I love talking to people who love yoga because I'm the same way. I always Mm -hmm. say like, I don't even know who I would be if I didn't do yoga. (laughs) I would be like a crazy person. But um, the main difference is that, so I've been a yoga instructor for almost 12 years now. So for a very long time. And over that time, I have really evolved in the way that I teach, and I've also gained additional um, training. So, I'm in addition to being a yoga instructor, I'm also a postpartum corrective exercise specialist. And so, I really gear my yoga toward postpartum bodies. Like I say, like we've got all of these muscular changes that happen during pregnancy, and the reality is, if you just Throw a postpartum woman into a regular yoga class. She may be just fine, right? I don't want to make mm-hmm. people scared of it. She may be just fine. But there are actually a lot of things that happen in yoga classes, regular yoga classes, that can take the body further out of balance. So things like big back bends, where you're opening up the heart, right? If you think about a, a body that has weak abdominal muscles and has a big separation between the abdominal muscles, what we want to be doing, what what I strive to teach my students to do is to bring those muscles back together. And so I'm not throwing people into a lot of big back bends because that's moving us more out of balance from where we are. And the same thing with like hip openers. There are a lot of traditional hip openers, and I'm totally guilty of this as a a younger teacher, putting people in um, lots of hip opening poses in one class and letting them sit there for a long time. Um, In a postpartum body, often the hips feel tight because they're working to create stability for a weak core or a weak pelvic floor. And so putting people in you know, huge hip openers for long periods of time, that's actually destabilizing an already unstable system. So the, the yoga that I teach is, I, I, don't, I don't exactly know the right words to use for it, but it, it's very strategically designed for the body patterns that happen in a postpartum body.
0: I love that. I think that is so, so smart. And you're right. Even yoga, as gentle as that can be, is not one size fits all for all bodies, especially after you've grown a human and then grown it again and again and again. And it's like, ah, right. I love hearing from a mom that has, has gone through these changes and has known what has worked for them and has used their yoga training to then back up what their personal experience has been. I think that is so wise. Oh, thank you. Well, it just,
1: it, it, for me, what I found, I had to do it because I tried to go back to a regular yoga practice after my daughter was born and it, it felt, it felt all wrong to me. It Mm. was like, I was doing these really simple yoga practices and I could, my core was not getting stronger. I kept feeling like I was having prolapse symptoms. I was not healing and I had to eventually admit that I felt worse always after the yoga practices that I was doing even though I knew so much about yoga and had been doing it for so long it was hurting me as a postpartum mom
0: wow interesting very interesting so talk to the mom right now that's listening that is struggling to find the time to work out maybe you know it's in the midst of summer for them and they have all their kids home and they're feeling like (laughs) I can't add one more thing to my plate talk to that mom
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love this mom because I totally know her and
0: I am her. (laughs) Yeah. Meet Jessica. Meet Catherine. Yes. (laughs) Right.
1: Exactly. Okay. so I think that the, the main thing that is so important, I mean, I want all moms to recognize, right, that the choices that we make are not just impacting us today. They're impacting us a year from now and five years from now. So Mm -hmm. if your body is not feeling good, if you're not feeling where you want to be, you're not feeling strong right now, start picturing what that's going to mean for you in a year from now or in five years from now, Mm -hmm. because right, you're not going to be getting better on your own where what you've done now has gotten you to where you are. So I like taking that mindset because I think it's a little bit of a reality check and then the other thing is that you've got to let go of perfection and extreme lengthy workouts. Um, mm-hmm. One, I think, like, all the yoga that I teach is less than 20, between 20 and 30 minutes. Really, oh, because, I love
0: you. <laughs>
1: I mean, what else can we do? There's no way I can do a 60-minute yes. yoga practice. Yeah. yes, ever.
0: yes. <laughs> Even in an RV.
1: <laughs> no, especially in an RV. I, like, move and the whole RV moves. Right. So it's got to be – it's got to be quick. So it, you do less. And then uh, there's a couple of tactics that I teach all my students. The first is you've got to make a schedule. If you do not make a schedule for yourself, it will never happen because we always put ourselves at the bottom of the list. So you need to say, right, I'm going to do yoga however many days of a week, a week it is or whatever activity it is, how many days. And then you make a plan A for that day and you make a plan B because your plan A may get thrown <laughs> in the mm-hmm. woods, right? it might not work. And then also invite the imperfection, right? You've got to you've got to talk to your partner if you have a partner, get them on board. If your kids are around, lay out a yoga mat for them and know that, you know, maybe one practice a week, they're going to be under your feet and rolling around. It's not going to be perfect, but you're going to be making yourself a commitment. You're going to be taking yourself and putting yourself on the path toward that future version of yourself that you want. And you're going to be setting a good example for your family about taking care of themselves as well.
0: I think that's so powerful, and that works for anything. Um, a recent book that just came out from the Tubby Todd Company, Tubby Todd Bath Company, is a book called "You've Got This, Mama." And one of the journal prompts within that book says, "You know, who do you want to be in 70 years, or not 70 years? Who do you want to be when you're 70?" <laughs> when so I was you... like, "Oh, oh, yeah, you're real. gonna live, you're gonna live forever." <laughs> At 70 years old, you want to look back on your life and think, what? What do you want to have had accomplished? What do you want to say that you've contributed? All of these things. And it has to start now. Because you can't suddenly wake up at 70 and be like, okay, now I'm going to start. Now things matter. Because now I'm ending the end of my life. No. You have to start now. Because all of the things we do cumulatively our health, our fitness, the way we talk to our children, the way we nurture our marriage. All of these things are cumulative so that when you get to 70, you have something to look back on like, yeah, I, I, I live the life that I really truly was meant to live here on earth. And and I can be proud of that. Um, and so yeah. it's not the five extra pounds that you're maybe carrying today. It's not a certain size that you are. That's not why you work out. It's because who do you want to be in 5 years? Do you want to be running around with your kids and your grandkids in 20 years? Yeah, I do. And I have yeah. to start now. Yeah, I love exactly.
1: that. Exactly. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that that's such a good perspective. I have my um my business coach is Rachel Cook and in one of her trainings, I don't she was referencing someone else too, so I I'm not going to reference them cuz I don't remember who it is, but it was something like like all of these big any big project in your life usually takes something like six to seven years to accomplish. And so then if you think about like, right between now and 70, how many of those big projects do you have left? Right. It's Mm -hmm. not that many. And so that sense of like, Oh my gosh, I've got all this stuff that I'm meant to create and I, I can put into this world and I've only got so many left. So I got to get working now. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not to put more stress on yourself. It is so that you can start enjoying your life today, you know, and not yeah. just be like, oh, I'll worry about that later. I'll I'll exactly. start cleaning up my diet once I hit 40 because I hear that's way harder, you know. No, <laughs> right. start today. Start today. I love exactly. it. Where can people yeah. find you online if they want to check out BRB Yoga and all the things where they can follow you, Catherine?
1: Yes, yeah, so they can come to brbyoga.com. I have a free masterclass there if someone is thinking that they have – abdominal separation, and they just want to learn how to modify yoga for those, I have a free master class for that. Um, you can come Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash BRB yoga, and then you can come see my like 10 Instagram posts <laughs> at, at Instagram, <laughs> um, also at BRB yoga.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, I always ask my guests one final question, Catherine, and it is this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self?
1: <laughs> Buckle up would be one. Mm-hmm. Buckle up for the ride. Um, and I think, you know, just relating to this conversation, I would have told myself to be a little less cocky, probably mm. because I I would I, I was so prepared for pregnancy and so unprepared for the postpartum period in like a million different ways, physically, emotionally, mentally, right, all of that. Um, and I just wish I had a little bit more reverence for that postpartum, Period before I had had a baby, before Mm. I had to go through it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it is ironic that, you know, we sign up for birthing classes and all the things preparatory to a very small window of time to actually get the baby into this world. And then postpartum, we're kind of left to our own devices for six weeks. And then we check in and we, you know, check mark some boxes to make sure that we don't have postpartum depression. But really, you're just in a haze and a fog. And very (laughs) few women answer that accurately, anyways. And so where, where is that fourth trimester type support and education? And I love that you're contributing to that. I think it's really powerful. Oh, thank you. Good thank work. you. I'm
1: so, it, it feels like such an honor to be able to, to help women, women through that period.
0: And these workouts are good, not just for women that are immediately postpartum, but they're just catered to the women's woman's body in general. Is that Correct.
1: Yes, I say postpartum is forever because it is. Those changes, (laughs) your body will never be your post-baby body. It it will always be changed. Yes, yes, it's it's good whether it was thirty years ago that you had your baby.
0: Perfect, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time, Catherine. This has been a great conversation.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Jessica. I so appreciate you.
0: You too. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Okay, let's just start with the fact that she's traveling all around the country with her family in an RV. Who would sign up for that <laughs> 24-7 togetherness? I love that, and I love how it's really just teaching her and her whole family to focus on the things that matter most. And what really impressed me was that she is not doing this for show or for to document on Instagram or... You know, she's not overly concerned with the sharing of it. She's concerned with the living of it. And I loved that message. And then I'm so excited to check out BRB Yoga. If you are looking for a safer, more mindful option for postpartum bodies, this is a great place to check out. And I'm gonna link to everything at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. And just give it a try. If you're looking for something along these lines, this may be the answer for you. If you're looking to rebuild your core and your pelvic floor and get back to the basics. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you could do that at Dahlquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Next week, we're doing a military patriotic kind of theme in honor of 4th of July. And I'm speaking to Rachel Beakley. Not only is Rachel a military spouse living in Japan, She's also a mom of quintuplets. Yep, quintuplets. So we're gonna talk about her military experience. We're gonna talk about raising and birthing quintuplets. We're gonna talk about the looks she gets in Japan from all of her cute, cute, cute blonde, fair-skinned children as they live abroad. And she has a British accent. She's originally from England. So it doesn't get that much better than that. So make sure you're checking that out next Tuesday. And then on Friday, I'm going to be doing a solo episode about what I have learned as a military spouse and as our family has served in the military for these last few years. So you can look for that on Friday. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.